On today's show, how should the Mavericks build a team this offseason around Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving? Do they have to draft a big? Do they have to trade for a wing? Vice versa? We'll talk about that and more answering your questions on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. Join the Raccoon Squad, be an everydayer, subscribe or follow for free. Just search Locked On Mavericks wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. The best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below comment below should the mavericks do one of these two things trade for a big and draft a wing or draft a wing and trade for a big let me know which one you think they should do if you want to support the show text us get text alerts from us participate in mailbags like the one we're doing today subscribe to our subtext we appreciate each and every one of you have had great conversations with you guys on there uh we've gotten non-mavs questions which we'll take on there too so just text us it goes straight to your phone it's a super easy way to support the show and also have access to talk to us one-on-one and talk to us about any kind of mavs questions you have uh, i've also answered the question why why will uh christian would not come back several times so if you're interested in that and you want to know i'll answer it again mm. I'll, I'll, I'll just keep sending it out joining me as always my co-host writer and contributor at mavs Com. The finals game one wonder. The one more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Yeah, I mean, if I was Denver right now, I'd be worried. He uh, found something. Highsmith, you know, the Lakers found something with Rui. <laughs> and I think Spo is trying to copy that. And I just, it's a, it's a series. The Nuggets were so good. <laughs> the Nuggets, yeah. the Nuggets offense wasn't even that great in this game. That's the thing that I keep coming back to with, with that game one yeah. is that the Nuggets can go to another level offensively. Like- Jokic's just out there chilling, making passes. <laughs> Somebody texted me, uh, a friend of mine texted me during the game and said, watching this Denver team just shows you how far away Dallas is right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was well, like, dang it. <laughs> and here's the thing that I've been on for, for a little bit is that you, they don't need to build a championship team right now. You just need to take a step. They need to take a step back. They need to take a step well, forward. And it needs to be a pretty dang big step. But they need to just get back to the playoff. You're not expecting a ready-made championship team on the court, like, ready this offseason. You need to put together a roster that has the chance to make a run. Like, you can't just – you can't go into this camp saying, Luca, I know you want – like, just – it's another year or so, and then we'll make a run. Like, you just can't do that. But you can go in saying, "All right, we're gonna make the. We know we're gonna make the playoffs with this roster, and we'll have a chance to do something in yeah. the playoffs." Yeah. But like, you don't have to go into it with, "All right, we're the Nuggets. We're ready. We're we're tested. Like we've we've been in playoff series before. We've been together for years. You know that kind of thing. We have multiple role players that can do the playoff." Dwight Powell saying that, that, that we've been in playoffs years together. They could. I mean, they could. Some of them have been. Sure. <laughs> Most of them are gone at this point. But anyway, we'll, we'll answer your questions today. Starting with one that uh, is about is about uh, how do they build this team in the offseason that just has to get back to the playoffs and just give them a chance, basically. Uh, the question comes in, would you rather trade back for a wing and draft a big or trade back for a big and draft a wing? 
We can take this multiple different ways. We can take it as yeah. trade for a big and dra- like, do they have to do one or the other? Like what's the better option for the Mavericks? We'll just go through some of their options there. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to do one of the other. I mean, basically what you're saying, because even when you text this to me, I was like, okay, I think I understand what it's, it's a lot saying. of, it's a lot of words in it. <laughs> it's like a lot of but, the same words. Yeah. Take the trade back part out, out of it. Yeah. Let's just, why don't you just say, um, if, you know, if you could trade like trade for a big and draft a wing or trade draft. for a wing and yeah. draft a big. Um, and, and I think I would go the route of trading, trading for the big and drafting the wing. Um, and, and this is why I, I'm not in the camp of um, right now. I'm not fully in the camp of, you know, lively at 10. It just, when you start looking at guys like that, that, one, I got to see more than, a, you know, than a pro day for the, for the shot stuff. And I, I get it, you know, that he shot more in high school, all that stuff. But like, but take that out of, out of the equation. You like, you're not going to ask Derek Lively to be your starting, you, your starting center next year. It's, it, it typically takes more time, you know, a handful of years, a couple of years for these centers, you know, to have a, you know, have a, a real impact in the league. You know, the Walker Kesslers of the world, they don't, come around that often and even that it's not like we're seeing walker kessler in in the conference finals so it i that's why i I would go the route of trading for the big drafting the wing um instead of vice versa yeah i think you can i think especially in just this class and the landscape of, of the nba right now if you're trading for a big these are your options probably right clint capella miles turner jared allen deandre ayton brooke lopez for a sign and trade maybe like those are your, the ones that you're thinking about trading. You can sign. There's there's ones that you can sign that are lower level. Mason Plumley, Cody Zeller, Thomas Bryant. If you're gonna draft a big, it's kind of just Derek Lively for the Mavericks, right? I mean, you start yeah. looking down the list and you're like, all right, everybody else is kind of in the second round. There's not really another first round big that really stands out besides Victor Wembanyama that the Mavericks aren't getting. <laughs> so that those are your options. So I think just with that alone, it beca- it comes down to all right. They should probably trade for the big. And to your point, bigs take a little bit longer. Look at you know, Aneka Okungwu, a guy that I brought up the other day, he hasn't started yet for the Hawks. It's taken him a couple years to get into it and to be who he really is. Nick, Nick Claxton still seems like a really young big. He's like, oh, man, they could get a guy like that. This is his fourth year in the league. <laughs> He's been in the league yeah. for a little while. It takes them a little while to learn, like, how, you know, NBA is run. Think about some of the, the bigs that have been drafted recently. Bagley. Uh, <laughs> you think of uh, James Wiseman. Like, it just takes him a while to even become – solid role players. DeAndre Ayton took him, took him a little bit. He got there, but then now you're seeing his, his limitations still being a young big. Uh, and so I, I think I would go your, your route too. trade for the big. And if you take yeah. it, oh, go ahead. No. And that's what I say. If, if we actually did take it literal of what the person, um, you know, texted in, it was like, Hey, if you trade back from back. 10 uh, and get a big and then take a wing, you know, then you start looking at some of the wings around there. Um, I do. I really like Jordan Hawkins. I think Jordan Hawkins is the best shooter in the draft. Grady mm. Dick right behind him. But um, I, I do like Jordan Hawkins. Don't start it again. And, the, what, the what was behind? <laughs> no, stop. Um, so, like, then you start doing the the and or. I started. I, I try to put some, like, combos together of, like, would you rather have Clint Capella and Jordan Hawkins or DeAndre Hunter and Derek Lively? Yeah, it's a, that, that's a good way to put it. And, and it's like, in that scenario, I would take DeAndre Hunter and Derek Lively. It all depends on who the player is, right? So that it, it's very hard to do because I think DeAndre Hunter is a better player than Clint Capella. And then it's like Lively yeah. or Hawkins. 
Um, you know, if you did like Valanchunas and Hawkins versus, I mean, New Orleans probably isn't trading Trey Murphy, but it's like Trey Murphy and and Lively. Yeah, right. Um, you know, Chris Boucher. Like, I think if you if you get a little closer to you know to where Dallas's pick is, you look at somebody like Toronto to where like a Case and Wallace is there, then it gets really interesting to where if it's like Chris Boucher and Case and Wallace or let's say Gary Trent picked up his option. It's Gary Trent and Derek Lively. It's like, which, which of those combos would you have? Ooh. And, and the other thing with the big is it comes to who's, who's more ready right now. And what's the bigger need for the Mavericks. I think the bigger need, the bigger pressing need right in front of them is a big, they need a big that is playable Mm -hmm. right now. Like, and do we know if Derek Lively is playable right away? No. And like, we don't know that he, he didn't, he didn't put up big numbers with Duke, and we know that he has good tools and intangibles, and we'll do his draft profile coming coming up in a couple of days. But like we don't know that. We we know that some of these bigs are, and we think that the Mavericks have it. They have at least some wings. They have Josh Green. They have Tim Hardaway. They have Reggie Bullock. They have Maxi yeah. still as a four. Like you have you have some serviceable guys to do that. The, the bigs are not serviceable anymore. Right? And, and I Woods like gone, Dwight, Dwight Powell's a, a backup. Javale McGee's a backup. <laughs> yeah. I like Lively a lot. I think 10's a reach, but if Dallas could trade back, pick up a guy, like if they could trade back with Atlanta and get DeAndre Hunter and then pick up Atlanta's 15 and walked away with DeAndre Hunter and Derek Lively, my gosh, like <laughs> sign me up for that yeah. draft night. So I, I like it if they could move into the teens to get Lively and pick up a vet, that, that would be good. And then if you draft a wing, that your options are probably Jairus Walker, Taylor Hendricks, Anthony Black, um, and then if you know one, we're hoping that one of those guys, if somebody jumps up, uh, who's the who's the player I saw? Who's the Belial? What's how do you say his last name? We haven't done. I haven't done any. Prep he plays. On. He plays with Victor. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if he's. There, he's gonna well, get up close to ten. I think. Yeah, Ryland Styles retweeted a, a report today. He's locked on Thunderhost that that he had a had a, uh, a promise before the fourteenth pick. To be drafted. Oh, who, I believe it. Who knows if that smokescreen season or not? But he could he could bump up there. Then all of a sudden, yeah, he's like then, six seven seven three wingspan. He's then wild. one of those guys, you know, Hendricks, Jarris Walker, Anthony Black falls to the Mavericks, and then that's a good wing that you can play. That we think hopefully one of those guys could be ready to play right away, or at least get some minutes. So yeah. I, I think that's your I think that's your option just because of how the offseason is set up and what bigs are in today's NBA. Coming up, let's get into our next question, which is right now. Give me your top five realistic picks for the Mavericks if they keep the 10th pick. We'll talk about that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel is the number one sports book in America. It's also the number one sports book in our hearts. They have a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. You can go get that right now. See what's available. Go to uh, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and see what's on there. Right now, they still have the uh, the rookie of the year, Victor Wembanyama or the field <laughs> available. Wembenyama minus two thirty, so if you Ooh. put down a hundred bucks and Wembenyama wins, you get or no, if you put down, you have to pay two thirty to win a hundred on that. Uh, if you put down a hundred bucks and the field wins, you get one hundred and seventy-two. He's like the odds on he's like the odds on favor for that. Uh, all kinds of final stuff. Oh, after game one, we've been tracking this the, the finals odds. Denver guess guess the spread for the series. Uh, minus four twenty. It was it was minus four sixty yesterday, and they won game one. Oh, minus five twenty. It's minus eight hundred. 
Whoa! <laughs> they really jumped up there. Uh, plus 550 for the heat. So all kinds of good stuff. Check it out. Again, FanDuel.com slash locked on. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, making us part of your day, being part of the show, a Raccoon Squad card-carrying member and every dayer. We appreciate you. Tomorrow's show, our Monday's show, we'll come back with Mavs rumors and talk about more stuff that the, that the Dallas Mavericks will be doing. Uh, let's get into some more questions, though. Next question comes in. If the Mavericks keep their pick, rank your top five realistic picks right now. So players we think should be in that range. Who are your top five right now? Uh, well, we'll mark, mark off the players that you're not including. I'm not including uh, Victor, Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson, Amon Thompson, Cam Whitmore. That's probably it. I think I think Asar's probably around there. Jarris Walker, Hendricks, Oof. Anthony Black, right? So you're not including Whitmore at all? I don't think so, no. Okay, he would be at the top of my list. if, <laughs> But I don't <laughs> think he's going to be there. Yeah. Uh, so you're including Asar with this. We haven't done our Thompson profiles yet, so yeah. I do I do want to add that. All right, we'll take him little, out. We'll take him out because I really don't there. think he'll be there at ten. But um, so for me, um, I have Jarris Walker as my number one out of those. Uh, I do. Too. I have Jarris Walker. Um, I think you probably have Hendricks next, but I have Anthony Black. Yeah, we have those flipped. Yeah, I'm more on t- I'm more on Hendricks than you are. Um, and then for me. This is probably going to surprise. I mean, are you including Dick? <laughs> I did not in this because I, I wouldn't pick him. Oh, I think there's a world that I would I would take him at some point. But okay. um, but no, I, I didn't put him in. I, I put Jordan Hawkins right after that. Wow. So that was, yeah, like so him. Jordan Hawkins is your fourth. Yeah, and then Case and Wallace. No, 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 no. Let me flip that. Let me flip that. That's my fault. Case and Wallace, and then Jordan Hawkins fifth. Yeah, I did Case and Walls fourth as well, and I did Derek Lively fifth. Um, I haven't done Case and Walls le- yet, but I've heard good things. And you know, De- <laughs> David Locke really wanted him in our mock draft and really went after him. Like he was yeah. celebrating beyond all <laughs> that he got him. I I like him, and, and I mean we're gonna do a whole pod on it. Yeah, the back stuff does worry me a little bit. The, um, yeah, some of the outside shooting stuff worries me a little bit, but. He's a great defender. I mean, Rafael Barlow's all all about him as a defender. Um, I'm pretty sure he called him a mini Kawhi type. So, yeah. And he's and he's six four. So it's or he's six three and a half or six four. So it's not like he's that many of one. But the other thing I heard somebody say today. I don't know if it was Rafael or somebody. Everybody always underrates the Kentucky guards. And yeah. They always they always. I think it was Rafael today. I was I was listening to Locked On NBA Big Board. They said that they always get overdrafted or, or underdrafted where they should go because like, it seems like all of them. Look at Jamal Murray today, Devin Booker, like uh, Tyrese Maxey, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Like you start yeah. throwing them out there, Malik Monk even. Like you start throwing them all out there, and they've all been good in the NBA. Uh, and so Case Walls, I mean, maybe you could maybe even keep one. going back and say like, I remember when Rondo came out. Yeah, and I remember I remember being in Kentucky then, and Rondo the skinny, taller point guard and Rondo playing for Kentucky. And then he just like left for the draft and everybody been like, dude, he's Why not he's ready never... for the NBA. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, I know De'Aaron Fox went, what, fifth in his Fox, draft, yeah. but um, he was better than Josh Jackson long-term. So. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, for me, I, I think when you look at something, this is basically kind of like a big board question, you know, for this, for this Mavs pick, you start looking at some of the like debates. I think 
you could have, you know, like positional debates. Um, if you're not including Whitmore in that, you could sit there and do the, you know, Jairus Walker versus Taylor Hendricks. You could do the Anthony Black versus Case and Wallace. Um, if you're looking at shooters, you could look at the Grady Dick versus Jordan Hawkins. Um, you know, to your point, there's really not another big through there, you know, no. to compare to Lively in the, you know, teens. Um, but for me, I, I prefer Jairus Walker over Hendricks. Uh, for me, I prefer Anthony Black over Case and Wallace. And I feel like I'm probably in the minority of saying that I would take Anthony Black over Hendricks. Wow. Explain that. I just love, I love his feel for the game. I, I am in the camp of like Hendricks and Dallas would be awesome. Like it, it would be a great pick at 10, it, but there is a little bit of like, you got to be able to dri- dribble a little bit. You got to be able to take some of this. Like if you could take some of the stuff that Grady Dick can do as far as like, you know, the sidestep, you know, take the shot to be able to put the ball on the floor just a little bit, like kind of what Jairus Walker does. Um, I, I worry a little bit about that with, with Hendricks. Um, but, and, and I just, when it comes to Anthony black, I just, I love his feel for the game. I, I'm also in the camp of thinking that he's like right there as one of the, one of, if not the best wing defender in the draft and, and a guy that you could have it, you know, six, 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 seven that can guard the, opposing point guards in the league that you can throw him in there with with Luca and Kyrie I get the shot and we could talk about the shot all day but I just I'm I'm really high on Anthony Black so with all with all four of the top guys we have here Jairus Walker Taylor Hendricks Anthony Black Kaysen Walls there's going to be a, a really good defender that can go to the Mavericks at 10 so I, I think yeah. you're feeling good with any I think you feel good with any of those four guys if any of those four guys reaches the Mavericks I think you're feeling good about it we'll do our Kaysen Wallace profile next week but uh, I think I think you're feeling good if any of those guys reach you. I'm really curious of, like we said a little bit ago, we're going to do our, our Thompson brother uh, profile, but, I mean, they'll probably be gone by Dallas. But if, if like, Asar drops, I'm really curious to see where I'll, I'll put him. If it's a lock that I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll have him over, you know, yeah. Jairus and those guys. Right. Um or I'm I'm curious to see if I can if I will have one of those guys or one or two of those guys over Asar. Um we'll see though. They're they're just such extreme athletes. And I think the only thing that would go against them for Dallas's sake is I th- I think it will take a little bit for them compared to like I think a Jarris Walker could step in rookie season and like start for Indiana and play yeah. alongside Miles Turner and be great for them. Um, I think an Anthony Black can play pretty early on. Uh, Hendricks can play a role early on. And, you know, the Thompson brothers, they'll play early on too, but I just think that what Dallas is going to be asking for that spot, I think it'll be a, it might be a little too quick for them. There's who we have top five right now for where the Mavericks are picking. We've done some profiles on them already. You can go check out some of those. Uh, so go look back through some episodes coming up. Let's answer some more of your questions, including uh, – what are the expectations the Mavericks do fulfill our offseason plans for the Mavericks and sign a center and get some wings? We'll do that. A bunch of rapid fire questions. We'll do that coming up. All right, Isaac Harris, we got some more rapid fire questions from you guys. Got them off of subtext. Subscribe to our subtext. Send us some text, and I'll answer all the ones that we didn't get to on the podcast uh, sometime tomorrow or, ba- or on Monday. Bobby asked this question. If the Mavericks do sign Kyrie, they bring Kyrie back, they get a yep. starting center somehow, like we've been asking them to do. They get one or two wings somehow in a trade or oh. a free agency. You know, one or two wings being like a starting one and then like a Matisse Tybel or a Crowder or somebody like that. 
They keep Josh Green, Maxie, and Reggie somehow. Okay. What are your expectations for that team now? Conference finals. That's your. That's what you expect. Yep. If they do all of that, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like if if you sit there and like put names to it and yeah. said like if they re-sign Kyrie and then they get Clint DeAndre Capella. Hunter and Miles Turner and uh, Matisse, you know, Tybal, like, sure. yeah, <laughs> like if you tell me they rolled out a starting lineup of Kyrie, Luca, Reggie Bullock, DeAndre Hunter, and Miles Turner, yes, Conference Finals has to like I think that has to be not like even the contracts alone at that you got to be shooting for the conference finals at that point. Yeah. And I think we, we got so down on the Luca Kyrie duo at the end of the season. I know, I know I've underrated them in my head, just thinking like, oh, okay, well they, they got to get back. And the, I think they're going to be better. I think that that duo is just going to be better than it was at the end of the season. There are so many different factors into it. Uh, I'm the just, only thing I'm that would hold me back would be coaching. Like, it wouldn't even be the roster that would I would be like. Yeah, if they got those guys. Yeah, if this was the roster, then yeah. It, I mean, it would be the way that I look at the Celtics right now. It's like, okay, you had the talent to get there. You had the talent to get to the finals. Like, it was finals or bust for that roster because you have the talent. Then what was it on? It's either on your star players. You know, Tatum got the injury and Brown can't dribble with his left hand <laughs> or, or coaching. Like, And I don't think it'll be on the stars if it's the Mavericks because I believe in Luka and I, we've seen Kyrie. Like, yeah. I believe in them to do that and to show up in big moments. So yeah. And, and who who did they say and keep? What was the, what was the three players again? Reggie, Josh, Josh, and Reggie, and Maxie. Okay, and so it's basically saying Tim using goes. the using the tenth pick, Tim. Who am I missing? The taxpayer mid level, pro- like you know the the signing in free agency. Okay, so using the tenth pick and Tim to get like, you know, the big. And then yeah. hoping that you can use an exception on getting one of those. I mean, realistically, if you want to do all of that, like getting a, a better wing in the starting lineup, getting a solidified like starting big, yeah. you're probably going to have to give up. It's going to be like Tim, 10, and like, you know, Josh, too, or Maxi, also, or, you know, Reggie, too, something like that. Uh, another question Which current NBA superstar or role player would best fit with Luca? Gosh, <laughs> let's do role player. A role player, my goodness, that's an easy I mean, one. Do you count Drew Holiday as a role player? He's like the 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 best. Yeah, I mean, the best. I'm trying to think of somebody. Role player there is. I feel like for years I said Clay and like Drew. Yeah, but I want somebody a little younger now. Does Marcus Smart count? Yeah, I wouldn't say that I'm like. Going down Victory Park, guaranteeing a... I was going to say, you're not super sold on Marcus Martin anymore. I, I like him a lot, and I think he'd be great in Dallas, but I do. I am a little bit more... I mean, well, you know, we're doing role players. I was going to say, Kevin Durant would be great. <laughs> Greatest role player. He wanted to be nicknamed uh, The Servant, so he can be a role player. <laughs> do you have another one? Uh, no. Or I, have a, I have many more questions. I mean, because I think I mean Jimmy Butler would be awesome. Does <laughs> doesn't does Mikel Bridges count as a star? I don't not no not yet. Because he, I think he would be my pick as the perfect. That's a great one. I would have said Jalen Brown. <laughs> he would be great next to Luca, but he made all NBA it, though. You think I'm in the minority of saying I would rather take Mikel Bridges over Jalen Brown? 
Not after not after the recency bias of the Eastern Conference Finals. I think I would do it before even the finals. Is it because of money? And age. Yeah. And I like Mikel's defense better. Uh, another question. Is Josh Green ready to start at the three if Reggie is trading into a package this offseason for a starting four or a starting five? I'm the wrong person to ask because I was out on Josh last summer, <laughs> and he proved me wrong. And he proved, he had a stretch that I didn't think he had in him, and – I was really impressed. I ate my crow. I admitted defeat. And then he kind of like, he never, here's the thing with Josh. Everybody never, fell off after, after that run though. <laughs> I know, fair. but I don't, he never fully figured it out alongside Kyrie and Luca. Yeah. And like what his role is and like where to take his moments. And, um, that's my only, that's my hesitation with this. And that's where I'm like, I'm not fully confident that Josh is on the roster next year, but my answer to this is he would have to take another leap similar to last season for me to feel really good about him, him starting at the three. And I think defensively he has to take a little step up, uh, still shoot the ball as well as he did last year. And then yeah, figure out the role. And I think that'll come with like, it's probably the hardest on a guy like Josh green, whose role is inconsistent on the team, introduce a whole new entity in Kyrie Irving, yeah. coaching that we don't know if he had defined roles and things like that at that point. So like that must've been really, really hard for Josh Green to try and figure out at the end of the season. So I'm hoping with that, that part will, will settle out the roles and all that will, will settle out through the off season. And then um, I think Josh Green will be, I think I, I expect Josh Green to be ready. I don't think he is by the end of the season, what, what we saw, but I expect him to be next season. And then sometime during next season, he'll rev up into it. Okay. I'm 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 there. I always I believed in him. Yeah, you did. Um, okay, from a subtexter, somebody texted us. My wife Ivy wants to know why you think Reggie Bullock is a good wing for the Mavs after last season's performance. Uh, because I'll take the uh, grand total of things based off the last you know portion of game. It's kind of like saying Reggie's not a good shooter and only watching him in October, November. <laughs> it's like be the worst shooter in the NBA. Give me his career percentages. Yeah and all of that. I do think his defense took a step, a little step backwards last year. Um, but have you seen his Island? His Island I mean, looks awesome. And we're, I and I have an announcement. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're going to do a show live. David Bullock Bullock is, that'd, be, that'd be amazing. Flying us uh, too. Uh, Bullock did take a step back. I think the, the run to the final, I think the run to the Western conference finals took a toll on him coming into the season. Like, I hope that a longer offseason will help him get back to where he needs to be. Roll, roll, I think too, affected him. The defense being so, the defense just being so bad and like out of sorts all the time. I don't think. It was but great, but it's it was also great like the either. price. You're paying him like ten million dollars. Yeah. Like just, I don't think you can like really beat that. Like it's not like you're paying him, you know, twenty. Like Tim's making almost double the amount that Reggie is. So. And we're also still talking about the Mavericks needing to add another another good wing, right? We're not yes. saying like him and Josh are the answers at this point. Like, all right, that's he's a your, good pro. He can come off the bench. He can start. He can defend some of these good, you know, good yeah. perimeter guys in the league. Like you just can't, you know, have enough Reggies on your team. Yep. Um, last one. Some people no. always seem. Some people always want to ask questions like this. So I'm, mm. I'm I'm giving this one to him. What's the worst case scenario for the Mavs on draft night? Some there's always somebody that wants to know what's the worst thing. What's the what's the bad thing that could happen? They trade it in a package for Rudy Gobert. 
That's the worst. That's the worst case. My worst case is Brad Beal. My yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a good one. Worst case is they use the pick to just get off of Tim and Davis's salary for like a, a fringe role player that you're like, oh, they try and they just like dump them. You know, they use the pick just to get off salary. And they're, they're like, all right, we're going to be more flexible. We'll figure it out. And then we can just tell that, okay, they look, they're looking at this salary cap. They know they're going to re-sign Kyrie, and it's just going to be Luka and Kyrie for a ton of money. And then we don't know how we're going to fill out the rest of the roster. <laughs> but they're trying to avoid tax dollars. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a bad one. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, I think it's like giving up the pick for nothing of just to like like what Nick said. It's a little harder to do because like in order to dump salary, you got to have a team that has a bunch of cap space like right now. Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess, you know, you can always like announce it or whatever and then it can't become official or it like leak out and then it can't become official to the league year or whatever. But yeah, if it's like, <clears throat> hey, we're going to you know dump – you know, Tim Hardaway and the 10th pick to San Antonio yeah. for, you know, some random player that would, that would be tough. <laughs> that would be tough. It's either that or it's a, you, they take the big swing on, you know, Rudy Gobert, Brad Beal, something like that. And they just say, screw it. We don't care. We just want just get a third, you know, guy. big contract like that. Is there a prospect that you, that you say like, they just, like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be jumping for joy if they just stood pat, didn't do anything at ten, and then they just like drafted, you know, they they went the Jaden Hardy. Like, there's a one of the things we haven't talked about is a couple of players being like the Jaden Hardy route of really high, highly ranked in high school, and now they're like not at the top of this class. Like you look at like a Nick Smith, you look at Gigi Jackson, you look at Imani Bates. Uh, you look at a couple of these guys that are the the Jaden Hardy role of like highly ranked, but now they're going to slip some to where if Dallas like reached, if that's like, you know, Dallas is type now yeah. of like swinging for the big talent. And it's like pick 10 and Gigi Jackson. You're like, woof, man, really reaching there. But, Taking a swing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So. That would be the worst case scenario. I think Nick's answer is the best one, though, is just using it to dump salary. That would. Oof. Oof, that would be tough. Plan, plan powder, baby. Oh, my God. Oh, my skin just is crawling when you said that. <laughs> uh, now that we're leaving on a good note, we'll be back on Monday talking about Mavs rumors and more uh, over the, the weekend. We'll see what comes out. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom.